7.32. So the salvage operation for the sunken mermaid tourist boat is set to begin today after being delayed for a few days. Weather conditions, water levels, that sort of thing, having um, an impact on, on efforts by the authorities who've said that the preparation work over the weekend was carried out, like attaching cables and wrapping wires around the vessel to get it ready to be lifted up. Captain John Noble of Noble Marine Services in the UK joins us on the line. Thank you for taking the time. Yes, good morning. And uh, sad circumstances again. Uh, I remember connecting with you um, in the wake of the Selwell Ferry disaster. Uh, This time around, again, we've had a tragedy that struck the heart of this country despite happening all the way over in in Hungary. The the number of missing Korean passengers went down to seven over the weekend after another body was found on Saturday. It was confirmed to be a Korean woman in her 20s. But we now mark 13 days since the accident occurred. What what do you think the prospects are in a river environment for those uh, still missing? Sadly, I think the prospects are very poor. Um, if, if 13 days is a long time and people just would not survive in the water for that length of time and it's a very sad thing for me to say and I feel for the relatives but I do not think there is very much hope What about the prospects of even just finding the bodies of those unaccounted for if, if they have that, sadly that, that passed is, yes, away? That is always possible I mean uh, there's two sources one is within the hull itself and I note they've already sealed off uh, the openings so if there are any bodies on board they will not drift out during the salvage operation the other uh, point of course is those bodies that were drifting down the river could turn up many many kilometers miles away and that may take some time to find them yeah, I, I know that they've brought in dogs to help search. That can only be, I presume, by the banks of the river. They're not going to be much help inside the water. Yeah, no, that that's correct. I mean, dogs could be very useful on the shore, but on the water, um, they're, they're no use at all. Um, but once on the shore, they might well prove useful. And I think it's a good thing that they are bringing dogs in because it shows everybody that all reasonable efforts are being taken so the salvage operation itself which as you've just pointed out could be a key part of of every aspect of this including searching for those unaccounted for uh, it had been delayed for a few days the floating crane clark adam wasn't able to get to the scene because of high water levels like can't could not physically get underneath the bridge nearby how would that delay have affected refloating the boat would it have made any difference well it could make a slight difference uh, not for any reason other than the water inside the hull will be very still and there is a possibility of a a build-up of silt within the hull which would add to the weight now i have experience of this phenomenon in jobs that I've dealt with in the past, but that is not unsurmountable. That, that, that would just be a, an inconvenience if it occurred. What, what about the outlook then, in your view, for the, the plan the response team has to lift the, the boat after installing harnesses underneath and then, and then wrapping the vessel with wires? 
That, that's a normal procedure in this sort of circumstance. You have to put uh, strapping or wires under the hull. They'll probably use strapping because that won't cut into the hull. And then they have to attach wires to that strapping to then attach to the lifting devices on the uh, floating crane or shear legs. The biggest problem, I suspect, will be the location of the hull relative to the bridge. So there may be some uh, deft maneuvering required to make sure the lift can go ahead unhindered, and the bridge may provide uh, an obstacle, but not insurmountable. I mean, these people are experts at this, and I imagine it will be successful. They're talking about four hours then to refloat the boat. How likely is there to be some sort of disruption from from the strong currents that a river like the Danube can produce? Well, that's always a possibility. I mean, the Danube uh, River flows sometimes quite quickly, and this will be a factor. It would only introduce delay rather than cancellation. But the the key is, once they get the weight of the uh, hull onto the lifting device, then they can maneuver the crane away into a better place for bringing it to the surface. And that will be decided at the time relative to the physical conditions that are prevalent at the time. What other possible obstacles are there, and how does it compare... If, if you were looking at a very similar scenario off the coast of a country like we saw with the Selwell Ferry disaster, for example, um, even if you were comparing similar depths of water, is it a very different sort of challenge? It is, but uh, the, the challenges are different. The challenges here are the river current and the river level, which is similar to tidal problems when you're dealing in the ocean. And one would anticipate that the salvage team will be taking close measurements or keeping a close watch on what the river is doing, because the last thing they they want is to have uh, uh, things getting worse. And the one key factor, of course, is safety of life of those people involved in the recovery operation. So I would imagine that they will not take any unnecessary risks. I, I imagine, though, that the key difference between this and the Sewol disaster is that this is a relatively small vessel and, and far more straightforward in terms of salvaging. Yes, in terms of, 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 of a salvage operation, this is, you know, quite frankly, is relatively simple compared to the Sewol, but one can never anticipate... Uh, what might happen, but one, the salvage team will be prepared for everything they can anticipate. But as you say, it is a relatively straightforward lift within the capacity of the floating crane, or shear legs as we like to call them. And, and from a South Korean perspective, one of the main concerns is making sure that bodies don't get lost Again, all this is just so familiar, and, and, and I, I mentioned last yeah. week that this country has become, um, well, not we're, we're not experts on salvaging, but we've got far too much knowledge in the subject because of these tragedies compared, I, I suspect, with um, some other nations in the world of, of comparable yeah. economic size. What would your suggestion be um, 
for that. Uh, do, you, do you feel confident that if they've sealed the boat, if they've taken the measures that you described before, that uh, that it's unlikely that any bodies would be lost? Well, the latest report I've read indicates that they have sealed, and it says, all the boat's openings uh, in order to prevent any bodies escaping. Um, one can always expect the unexpected i'm afraid but i would imagine the police will have uh, patrol boats monitoring the area very closely so in the event of a body escaping from the hull which i think is unlikely but if it were to happen there will be police boats immediately available with divers so i don't think any uh, any bodies will be lost in the terms that they won't be recovered. Yeah, I mean, this is where we get into some horrifically grisly details, but I'm afraid I, so. I, I can imagine that um, visibility is not wonderful uh, in that situation. I, d- d- is technology very helpful in, in helping to um, detect well, any body that came loose if, if the eyes the cannot... technology will be helpful, um, but the divers, if they're true salvage divers, are actually quite used to working in low or even zero underwater visibility. Uh, they won't take any, un- any risks, of course, with their own lives, but it is something that, uh, sadly, salvage divers learn to do. And in this case, um, I imagine they'll have people on standby to be able to um, search the area immediately should something uh, happen. Let's also talk a little bit about the, the captain of the larger cruise ship that collided into the, the mermaid. Initially argued he wasn't involved in a single accident during his entire career over four decades. Hungarian prosecutors have argued with that, saying the vessel ran into an oil tanker just a couple of months ago. Not only that, prosecutors have found evidence showing he tried to delete data on his phone after the accident. Now that, of course, at this point for us is more... I guess you could say circumstantial. We can't draw any definite conclusions from that, but it doesn't look yes, good. Yes, indeed. Um, the, it, I mean, I, I wouldn't like to comment on the specifics because this is in the middle of a police investigation and the police will be doing everything they possibly can to establish the facts of the situation and then they will decide uh, what action to take further. I mean, many countries including the UK, have enforcement departments within their marine uh, department that deal with the specifics and the evidence that is accrued. And I think at the moment they're still in the evidence-collecting situation. And until that is finished, it would not be proper for me to offer any speculative um, suggestions as to what might have happened and what will happen. Uh, it is really a matter of of hard evidence that the police, I have no doubt, are compiling, and they may even have got enough to, to take matters further. But that will be a matter for um, Hungarian law, uh, and, and really there's nothing that the outsider can do at this stage to uh, interfere with that. Well, we've heard of Hungarian prosecutors pushing for charges including involuntary manslaughter and violation of navigation law but we've also heard from the south korean side an effort to uh look at 
hit and run effectively and and neglecting to offer rescue help a lot of the media did report that this larger vessel continued onwards with its journey uh, after the collision and and obviously many of us can view the footage and so we're not completely in yeah. the realm of just guesswork here uh, but w- generally again I'm, i don't want to go through the same answer of of us having to dance around the details here but g- generally mm-hmm. speaking what what's your view on a country like south korea in this case trying to put pressure for further charges uh, do we just need to leave it completely in the hands of hungary or is it right for south korea to be involved i think it's absolutely right that the south korean uh, authorities are involved because it's uh, south korean citizens who lost their lives um the conduct of the uh, of of the viking sign is um questionable i mean in terms of ocean work if you have a collision and people are injured you must stop and help save lives i mean safety of life is a paramount priority and if you've had a collision like this the last thing you should do as a mariner is carry on you must stop and help yeah i mean you just think from a human perspective in any scenario it's hard to just walk away from one person, let alone dozens of people, you, you, in obvious trouble. Walk away. I mean, we, we don't know the precise circumstances yeah. of the tide and current, but nonetheless, exactly, um, it is. It, when you've had, you've hit something and it's sunk. You don't disappear over the horizon. You 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 hang around and 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 help with the rescue because, you know, the, I can't say with definitely, but it, it it is always possible that had they hung around. They might have been able to pick up some of the bodies that right. eventually drifted down the river. Again, this is a lot of what's happened that's just not a good look, uh, but that's all we can really say at this moment in time. Captain John Noble of Noble Marine Services in the UK, thank you for joining us. Thank you.